Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared. More than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is it? A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us bigger than Oprah. I am super excited. We are going to have one of my favorites, Bobby Valentine, former Mets manager on. Very excited about that. We are brought to you in part by ZipRecruiter. Hiring again? ZipRecruiter finds top talent for you. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash StuPod. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Super excited to have Bobby Valentine on in just a minute. He's got a new book out. Uh, Mikey A. has spent some time making fun of me about the signing of Max Scherzer. I'm not even certain if I like it. I just like that the Mets are <laughs> What? I don't even know if I like it, Billy. Billy, you were criticizing it the other day. <laughs> what part of it don't you like? The money, the picture. Yeah, but, I mean, but what do you care, honestly, about how much money he's going to cost Steve Cohen? Like he's he's super rich. What difference does it make? It's not costing be, you any money. Because I have spent, um, I don't know, 15, 20 years on the radio saying you don't give that kind of money to a pitcher. Like yeah. you just don't give three years. Now, listen, he's 10 and two with like a two one five ERA. Um, at City Field, so that bodes well for the Mets. But uh, Billy, you don't give that money. They get listen. The Mariners gave that type of money to Felix Hernandez, King mm, Felix. King Felix, yeah, yeah. And where is Felix Hernandez now? Well, he retired. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the manager, the, the Mariners was good. Max, Max Scherzer is going to make more money than their entire payroll. Max right. Scherzer is making more money in one year than the Mariners' entire payroll. Mm. <laughs> I think he was ahead of like two or three teams, right? 
Yeah, I think Two, so. Uh, the Pirates, I think, is the other one. Ugh. But, Mike, you have to understand, from my standpoint, I guess Billy's right. Like, it's not my money. What do I care? The Mets are better today than they were yesterday, okay? Like, there's no – but from my standpoint, the Wilpons, who got caught up in the whole, you know, Ponzi scheme with Bernie Madoff, and they weren't spending money the way Mets fans wanted them to spend money, at least now we have an owner who's willing to spend the money. It might not be good money, but he is <laughs> – but he's willing to spend the money, and that's all you can ask of your owner, Mikey. Yeah, but the problem – is at one point at some point somebody who has a lot of money looks at their bottom line and goes no this isn't working out and then they cut off the spigot it happens with every person who has a lot of money right uh listen lindor north of 300 million dollars he was great last year (laughs) (laughs) you know what this scherzer contract felt like to me this felt exactly like phil jackson going to the knicks where he was like i have no interest in going to new york and dolan went no we're gonna give you more money he's like I appreciate that, but really, I don't want to come to New York. All right, how about if we give you even more money? Look, I really don't want to come to New York. All right, we're going to give you an obscene amount of money. All right, I'll come to New York. I won't care, (laughs) but I'll come to New York. That's what this Scherzer contract felt like. Right. And that, listen, now you got me worried he's not going to pitch. I mean, they want to fill the coach. I mean, he's going to be batting third playing shortstop for the Mets. He's going to be on the mound with a beer gut, just like, I don't know. I got 43 million here. Hit this. Stugatz, is there any place that you wouldn't go for a certain price aside from uh... Sioux Falls? <laughs> <laughs> Dan once said he would turn down a hundred million dollars to live in Detroit for a year. For a year? I think it was a year. Yeah. Oh my god. Detroit. I mean, I'm not turning that down. I can tell you that much. Um, is there a place I wouldn't go for the right amounts? No. <laughs> so now that just has me curious: is what was the amount that you would have needed to go to Sioux Falls? Because that never ended up happening. Uh, uh, north of three hundred million. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I have agreed. Money. I agreed. I agreed to go to Sioux Falls. I have agreed. I signed a contract to go to Sioux Falls. I'm still going to go to Sioux Falls. I'm not going to still go. To I'm never going. To you're Sioux not going. You're still going to go. We don't even work for ESPN, and it was like an ESPN. Affiliate. Why would they want you to go? He still asks me all the time. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, he does. Billy, we signed the contract right before uh, the pandemic. You remember? I know. It's the only good thing that's emanated from this goddamn pandemic. I didn't have to go. <laughs> Why are you getting mad at me? Poor Sioux Falls. They seem like such lovely people. They are. I've been to Sioux. I've been to Sioux Falls. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, lay of the land. Was it nice? You made the right choice. Oh, would you go? Help me out here. Would you go back to play? <laughs> would you go back for a key to the city, Mike? Just the key to the city? That's it. No. No? I, I mean, how many what keys am- to the city are you being offered? Right. What am I going to, what are they, what is that key going to open for? Me? Ah, you Nothing. Know, it's it's, it's going to open a door to a city of sadness. Uh, would you oh. go? <laughs> would you go if I threw in a parade? Would you go? Eh, still no. Okay. If I threw in the ability to, uh, what was it? The uh, the Heat's. Who you were going to play in a G League game. I wasn't going to play in the game. Really. <laughs> I was not going to. I was going to be able to sit on the sidelines and I oh. think help, like be an assistant coach. Would that? 
Still no. <laughs> but you went okay. for free, Mikey. What do you mean? You wouldn't do it for all these. You went for free. Listen, I had to cross. I had to cross it off. I had to cross it off. It was one of the places I had to go. Sioux Wait, Falls is a bucket list thing. Uh, no, I told you I went to all 50 states. So uh, I, I had to go somewhere. So I went. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there's nowhere else to go in that state. Yeah, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a drive-through state, but you got to stop somewhere so it counts. I don't think Sioux Falls, unless you're Mikey A, is a place you go out of your way to go to. I just I, I feel terrible saying that, but like I don't think you wake up one day and say, "Hey, let's go to Sioux Falls." You know what? I I, I don't have a bucket list, but I'm going to put Sioux Falls on my bucket list of things that I want to do before you know I kick the bucket because I feel bad. I feel like they've they've been shafted. After all of these things, now, I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'll just be like in and out one day. Well, I don't right. think you can be in and out of Sioux Falls, can you? Isn't it? Like, it takes a little bit to it's, get there. Well, that's it's, the other problem. It's a long time. 19 <laughs> flights to get there, Billy. Oh. I mean, this North Dakota place is crazy. <laughs> I have two cups of coffee then, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Bobby Valentine, please. <laughs> Stuke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Billy, did you know Bobby Valentine was a uh, was a track star in high school? I did not. What did you do, Bobby? Wow. It's not even in the book, so I, I have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but, Bobby, I've talked to you so many times, Dan and I have Thank over you, the bro. years, I and know. at some point it came up, and for some reason I retained it, which I never do, but you were a track star in high school, were you not? I know your voice, and I appreciate your memory. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I ran indoor track back uh, in those days, you know, and uh, the events were in yards, not in meters. Uh, and I think they switched to meters soon after I got out. So someone told me I still have records that will never be broken because they'll never run in the yards again. You know, I ran the 60 yard, I ran the 60 yard dash in the uh, 300 yard dash. And that was on, you know, out of the blocks on a curve on the wooden boards, indoors, Yale, um, you know, the indoor Yale arena there, whatever the heck it's called. What the heck is that called? Um, what, the indoor at Yale University, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That indoor okay. track and that it's still standing. It's an old, real old, cool old building. What the heck? It has a name. The Mina Kimes Arena? <laughs> no, no, that's not being. Yeah. That's that's not. Hey, it. rather than make jokes, why don't you try to look it up and help Bobby V out? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> help the brain. Yeah. Now, Billy, did Jav? Oh, Billy, what'd you do? Go ahead. Your uh, your your you know your your history of being a track star. What I was a doing? pole vaulter. I, I wasn't yes. I wasn't fast enough, and I didn't have the endurance <laughs> to do the long distance. I couldn't jump high or far, so I, I had to use an instrument to help propel me. So I was a pole vaulter. Takes a lot of skill, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Just I'm like Ford track. Like Ford track? Does that uh, does that ring a bell? William Clay Ford. Yeah, Ford. Exactly. Boom. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, I figured a sprinter like you would look down at someone like Billy who's using an instrument to help propel himself. No? No, anybody who uh, has the precision to put it in the hole, I always appreciate that. There you go. Bobby Valentine is with us. One of my favorites, former Mets manager. He has a new book out, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life at Times. It's available right now. Bobby, why would you decide to write the book? Well, you know, over the years, I told you all the stories. And every time I told you the story, you said, oh, you should write a book. So, you know, I wrote a book. <laughs> and uh, I, I put all those uh, those. Uh, I'll take some royalties then, Bobby, if that's the I case. I think you should get something. You get full, you get full half credit. Yes. <laughs> a full half credit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so what made you want to write a book about about <clears throat> your you've lived a great life and you wanted to share that story. But why now, Bobby? Well, actually, Peter Golenbach, who's a writer by by profession and has written so many great sports books, uh, is from Stanford, Connecticut. Uh, he picked up the phone one day from Florida and called me and said, Hey, what are you doing? We've got COVID. I'm sitting around the house. I want to write another book. How about you telling me your stories 
I said, you got it. And he would call about once a week. We talked for a couple hours on the phone. He would transcribe whatever the heck I was saying. And then he put it on uh, pages, put it into a book. And people tell me it's a pretty good read. <laughs> they tell you it's a pretty good uh, read, but you've lived the life, Bobby. So. Yes. <laughs> and when I and when I read when I read some of the chapters, I said, "Why did I leave out all those important things?" <laughs> but then when people read the chapters, they say, "Hey, I got it. I got it." So it's okay. How would you yeah. describe Valentine's Way? What is Bobby's Way? Well, you know, the funny thing about Valentine's Way, and I'll give you the secret, is um, um, when I left Japan, uh, they named a street for me, and it's called Valentine's Way. And my best friend, or one of my best friends, I'll call him my best friend and my partner in the sports business, who also is my partner in the restaurant business, who also is my third base coach and my bench coach in Japan, Frank Rampin, um, lived on this street called Valentine's Way. And his line to everyone was, Bobby and I have been together for four years doing things, and I've always done things Valentine's Way, and now I live there. And I said, you know, that's pretty cool. I like the name. Uh, Bobby Valentine is with us here on Stupidity. Uh, This is very exciting because there's a lot of stuff going on in baseball. We'll get to that in just a second. But his new book is out. It's Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life in Times. It's available right now. Uh, Bobby, you dipped your toe into politics recently running for mayor. Uh, You lost that election. But uh, did you enjoy How did you like do you still want to get into politics and how was you kind of dipping your toe into the political waters, Bobby? That has to be yeah. a little bit jarring, I would say. Well, once again, if you read the book, you realize I do a lot of things and I've done a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to get into politics. I wanted to get into governing. I'm uh, from Stanford, Connecticut. It's my hometown. Um, I've invested a lot in it. People invested a lot of, of their life in me. And a town of 135,000, I thought needed some leadership. And I happen to have that in my bag of tricks that uh, I have uh, managed and led. And I just thought it'd be a great thing to do, not only for me, but for the city. And uh, uh, the politics thing of it, whoa, you know, I ran unaffiliated in a Democratic city where we have 40 percent of the people uh, vote Democrat and almost do it party line all the time but i had people cross lines and as an unaffiliated i had unaffiliated independents and um, also democrats um, give me some of the fourteen thousand votes that i got and it took uh, fifteen thousand to win bobby I, i'm i'm your neighbor over here in trumbull and uh let's not talk about caroline simmons i know she cheated this election all right we won't we won't get into that but i got a nine hundred dollar car tax bill how, how do we get rid of that? Me and you. Oh, I was working that. on that. I was, you know, I don't know why I didn't get elected. No taxes, no car taxes. <laughs> you know, and you have something in common with uh, Caroline. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, I, won't, I won't go there. 
<laughs> Mikey A brought it there. Uh, Bobby, I'm wondering, I don't think many people know this about you, but in high school, we mentioned that you were a track star. You were also a football star. You were obviously a baseball star. You were a dancing star. We'll get to that as well. Uh, how close were you to playing football? Because you ended up going to USC. You had choices between Notre Dame and USC. I think you chose USC. How close was Bobby Valentine to playing football? Well, I guess I was probably a couple draft choices away. Um, you know, I was hoping and praying that I get drafted by one of the New York teams. The Mets had the first pick. They took Tim Foley and the Yankees had the fourth pick. They took Thurman Munson. And then the Dodgers had the fifth pick and they took me. And uh, they were convincing enough and uh, were uh, waving more money than my dad twice as much money as, as my dad had uh, bought his house for. And so for that $60,000, I thought I'll forgo the football in college and, and I'll play baseball. But I had all intentions. I signed the letter of intent. You know, I was going to USC, supposedly, um, you know, John McKay said that I was going to wear 32 right, right after the guy who was there was wearing 32 and that guy was OJ Simpson. So um, it was all kind of in line that I was going to run behind those 16 linemen that they would run around the corner. If you remember those days where, yes. where USC ran the ball just about every snap that they had. And uh, I was looking forward to it, but you know, the, the enticement of playing professional baseball. Matter of fact, Al Campanis, the general manager of the Dodgers, said to me, hey, listen, you could go out there and play sports against uh, the best players in the Pac-8. And that's what it was then, the Pac-8. Right. And they're all good players on the West Coast. Or you could sign a professional contract and play against the best players in the world. What do you want to do? And I said, "Woo, that's a pretty good uh a pretty good ask. I think I want to play against the best in the world. He said, good, then sign here. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. Uh, if you and took, I if, did. If you were able to take the money out of it, and obviously you weren't, but if you were able to take the money out of it, you didn't need money, Bobby. Do you imagine that you would have played football instead of baseball? Well, it really wasn't about money. I'd like to, you know, that was a uh, part of the contract for sure. But, um, you know, I, baseball was really my love. Uh, football was a fun game day. I hated, you know, Sunday through Friday. I didn't like practicing football at all. You know, you got nothing to do but run, and it took about 10 minutes to learn the new plays, and then you wait around for a game. I like game day, and baseball offered the game day a lot more often than uh, football did. Uh, you were a champion ballroom dancer, which I find uh, I find amazing. How did Bobby Valentine become <laughs> Billy? Are you shocked? Are you shocked by all the accomplishments of Bobby Valentine? I mean, dancer, track star, football star, baseball star. How does one become a champion ballroom dancer? Well, you go to dance class, and um, <laughs> you know, back then. Dance class was the boys lined up on one side, girls lined up on another. And then the teachers would be in the middle of the group and they'd show a test. And then you'd walk to the center of the room, you'd get a partner and you'd try to do that dance step. Well, my feet and my brain kind of worked together. And so the steps came easy for me. And before I knew it, I had a steady partner, someone who I waited 
or I stayed after class with, and we not only did the steps that they were teaching, then we, then we did other steps. And by the time we were doing our steps good enough together, the uh, Bill DiFermato, the guy who ran the, the school said, I think you should enter a competition. And so we practiced and practiced and practiced. The next thing we knew, we were at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. There were people all up in the balconies. I was wearing a tuxedo. My my partner had this flow, beautiful flowing dress. There were guys walking around with little scorecards and they had tuxedos on. And uh, we were in a dance contest. And three years later, we won enough of them to... Um, go to the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida, wow. and, and compete in an international Amazing. dance competition. So it was cool. It was really cool. I feel like you missed your calling, like in terms of like, <laughs> like social celebrity of like Dancing with the Stars by like 10 years, right? Like if Dancing with the Stars yeah. had come along like 10 years earlier, you would have been like this national phenomenon that everybody knew. Not that you're not, but it would have been a whole nother level. Could have been a whole another level when that, you know, interestingly enough, and it's not in the book, but when that started, one of the founders of that was a guy from Westchester, uh, Mitch Slater. And uh, yeah, Mitch kind of called me up. He was a friend of a friend. And he said, hey, do you want to do this? At the time, though, I had a crooked leg. Oh. I was uh, an older guy. I didn't have the balance and all of the dexterity. I mean, I could do the steps, but. I, I didn't have really what it took, but I could have been on one of those original shows and it really would have added to my brand. Wow. You you never yeah. think, let me call Mitch now. If I'm feeling a little bit better. You look great. I don't know how you look this you look great amazing, at 71. Bobby. Maybe you could tell you us know. that secret later on, but you never think, let me call Mitch up and give it a, give it a go. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, we lost Mitch last year. Actually, oh. uh, he was a terrific guy and uh, mm. he has since sold the program. Um, he and um, I'm trying to think of his partner's name. He is really well known. He has billboards and um, I forget. But uh, yeah, he, he was a cool guy. Sorry about Billy. Mitch. No, no Billy, problem. That's going to stick with Billy for a yeah. while. No, but Mitch is Mitch was looking down right now saying, hey, thanks for the mention, dude. He was a good guy. <laughs> Yeah. Bobby uh, Bobby Valentine with us. His new book is out, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life at Times. It's available now. Uh, Bobby, how do you imagine you would mesh with Steve Cohen, the Mets' new owner? Well, you know, I've... <laughs> <laughs> I've known Steve for what a long time. What are you laughing at, Bobby? Like for a long time, yeah. <laughs> He's meddlesome. I like it. I'm a Mets fan. He's meddlesome. I don't mind it. He's active on social media i like the I money he's spending uh but i can't imagine bobby v being okay with a meddlesome owner like steve cohen <laughs> well i don't know if even if it's meddlesome he's a he's a guy who's enjoying the ownership you know he's he's yeah. not going to run away from situations he's embracing you know what it is to negotiate contracts and, and you know um and, I'll tell you just a quick story. I think it's in the book. When I started the foundation in Stanford for Mickey Leone, a great coach who passed away much too early, and a friend of mine 
one of the charity events we did, I auctioned off that I would do dinner at someone's house and I would make my mom's recipe and I cooked for 20 people and people raised their hands. And all of a sudden, this one gal started really raising her hand and she bid an awful lot of money and she won the bid. And I went to her house and I made dinner for 20. And that was, I think, in 1999. And that was Steve Cohen's wife. Alex, who made the bids uh, for that uh, charity dinner. So I cooked dinner 20-something years ago for Steve and his father-in-law and his wife and his friends, and it all went off smoothly. So we, we've been friends for, for quite a while. I, I like his style a lot. Uh, what do you make of the moves they made here? Uh, the one most recently, three years, a lot of money. Uh, I think it was $140 million for Max Scherzer. Uh, what do you make of the deals the Mets are making here? I think he went out there and said, New York needs to be New York. And he wasn't going to take a back seat. He saw what was needed. He, you know, he made an outfield and it was an outfield that was needed to be made. He got a really good infielder and he got the world-class pitcher to go with the world-class pitcher that he already has. And I think that's doing exactly what you have to do. Um, make a big splash, get the big guys. And don't shy away. You know, it was Scott Boris that he went head to head with to get that Scherzer uh, contract signed. And that in itself is, um, you know, a cool thing that an owner would step right up and and uh, venture into that world. I guess he's been at art art uh, auctions that went for more than that. But um, <laughs> he, he, he enjoys he enjoys the game of baseball and he he enjoys the games that uh, surround baseball. What do you miss most about baseball, Bobby? Oh, the game. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't dislike or, or, or even uh, miss a lot of the stuff, even the agent stuff. Um, I, I miss the game. I miss the, the guy who's over three and maybe something you could say, something you could do. And he gets that hit in the ninth inning or the, kid who comes up for his first game ever in the big leagues and his parents are in the stands or, or the veteran who's hanging on and you, you do what it takes to keep him going. You know, the, the game, which is only about people uh, is, is what I miss that, that interaction with, with guys that are, um, you know, great at what they're, what they do. They're all geniuses in their own right. And yet they struggle on a daily basis, and it, it's it's a it's a wonderful place to be around. Uh, we want to run some, uh, or at least I want to run an idea by you for baseball. I also want to talk about your disguise because I coached as well, and I wore a disguise to get myself back into a lacrosse tournament. I did it hmm. in your honor, and I will get to that in just a second. Uh, but we have some ideas, Bobby. I'm I'm interested in what you think of this idea. I'm, I guess I'm trying to fix baseball or make it more entertaining. I'm from Long Island. I grew up a Mets fan. Baseball at one time was my favorite sport. But as I've gotten older, football has become my favorite sport. Basketball is a close second. And baseball is now third, which kind of makes me sad. But uh, we had an idea. We actually ran it. Well, I didn't. But another host ran it by Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager. He loved the idea. The idea is called the magic at bat. Bobby, okay? Because here's the here's the theory on it. When I go to a basketball game, 
I am if I go to a, a Laker game, I am guaranteed to see LeBron James play 36 to 38 minutes. He's going to take all the big shots down the stretch. He's going to be involved in all the big plays down the stretch. And we don't see that in baseball because it's random and has a batting order. So what I came up with was a magic at bat where once per game, a manager can take a guy out of order, for instance, you know, Joe Madden with the Angels, okay? If Mike Trout comes up in the eighth inning, we're not going to see him in the ninth in, a, in possibly a big spot. So once a game, Madden would be able to say, hey, eighth hitter, take a seat. I'm putting Trout up again, even though he was up an inning ago. Does Bobby Valentine think the magic at bat is a good idea? I like the idea. I think it should be limited, though, so it's not always the same guy. You know, because, wow. um, yeah, yeah, you know, then, you know, the fans kind of say, oh, it's always the same thing. And he didn't do it last night. I think what you what you can do is have the magic at that. And then if if he either succeeds a certain amount of times, he then can't be the guy. Mm. Or if he fails a certain <laughs> amount of times, like a coach's challenge. He can, yeah, like that. that, that <laughs> double, he has to double down, you know. And if he if he doesn't do it three times in a row, and he's he's given the fourth chance, and he fails, he can't come back for a month or something cool like mm-hmm. that. I I I don't mind it at all. Yeah, oh, wow, look at that. Uh, what about yeah, trampoline about warning tracks? We talked about oh, that Jesus, also. Billy. <laughs> I also, to jump I, up. Okay, so I also think that you you should have. Um, designated uh hot dogs where um when the game begins the fans or the manager can Mm -hmm. designate some one or two people that if they do something cool during the game that they can do anything they want out on the field when they're running around the bases Mm -hmm. or catching the ball in the outfield and you know do a cartwheel and and you know, some guys could get really creative and probably mm-hmm. would get really creative and maybe keep people around. Oh, wow. He's coming up next to designated hot dog. He, you know, he's he's the hot dog guy. Yeah. We, we wouldn't yes. call it a hot dog. We'd call it. I like food. it. I like hot dog. I like yeah, it. Okay. But but Bobby, all these I mean, we all have the same ideas. It's to keep the fans around longer and keep mm-hmm. them entertained. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do the yeah. opposing team's fans get to vote on the designated hot dog? Because then what you can do is if one of the hot dogs comes up, you can take that privilege away from them and you vote for like a boring player on that team to be the designated hot dog. And then what happens is is if someone that normally is someone that gets excited, they're not allowed to celebrate or there's some sort of penalty of sorts and it all comes down to the fan voting. So you can not only control who is the one celebrating, you can also control who can't celebrate. Wow. This is gold, you, Bobby. You block them. Yeah. You could do a block. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I really think that stuff has to get incorporated, you mm-hmm. know, because like you say, because you're always waiting for it to come around. What the hell boring is that? You should be right. the commissioner of baseball. You really should, Bobby. You should <laughs> forget about politics. You should be the yeah. commissioner of baseball, but at least you're yeah. open to these ideas. I mean, we had Manfred on, we pitched some of these ideas to him. We didn't like any of them. Mm-hmm. None of them. If you yeah. were in charge, there wouldn't be lockouts. There wouldn't be any of this stuff. Everyone would be happy and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> if the fans vote for you to be able to do whatever you want. You know, it's funny. I, I talked to um, uh, one of the guys who's down in the Atlantic League, you know, so that's the let's do everything league. And, um, you know, starting up a new franchise and, you know, what are we going to do? And they said, um, 
so you know what would you do what, what would you do what would be cool and um you know i didn't come up with this stuff that you're coming up with the magic at back but i said you know i think it'd be cool if you if you had a guy who is a good enough communicator and understood what was going on to manage your team or even be part of your team so that he sat in a certain section each inning of the game, or maybe if it was the manager only when your team was in the field and sat there and talked with the fans in that section Mm. about what was going on. You know, it sometimes be a long inning, sometimes a short inning, sometimes it'd be cool, sometimes it'd be boring, but at least there would be access, you know, and I think people, you know, especially at that level where you don't have the star that you're coming to see, that you have to create some special access in some way for someone to buy a ticket and, and sit in the stands to watch a baseball game. I love it. Bobby's new book is out, Valentine's Way. My Adventurous Life at Times is available now. Bobby, uh, do you still have the disguise? Do you have it? (laughs) I could recreate it. I don't have it. No, I don't even, you know, I don't remember what sunglasses. They were, were, I think, Robin Ventura's sunglasses. But, you know, if I ever had that or if I even created something and said, hey, this is it, um, it would be a good charity uh, auction item that's for sure are we sure it's not in cooperstown Ooh, (laughs) it should be it should what are you laughing at bobby it should be (laughs) you inspired me by the way i got kicked out of my daughter's lacrosse tournament what you wear so i well i got kicked out and uh i coached her lacrosse team because one of the the referee was giving me the business and i was giving the referee the business back okay and then like it's the only time they feel like they have control over anything in their lives and so she's taking it out (laughs) on me and so she threw me out of the tournament and so i came back into disguise and i went i got a little fluffy mustache i got some glasses a similar disguise to you uh to yours although i didn't have robin ventura sunglasses Uh, i wish i had and then i came back in now bobby i took it one step further okay i didn't go back to the sidelines in that disguise I was coaching my daughter's team from the parent sideline. I just kind of blended in. No one knew I was there, mm. but you were my inspiration for that, Bobby. So thank you. <laughs> nice. nice. So, so just so you, you know, I like being the inspiration and, and just so you know that that wasn't a, a one time off, you know, back in maybe the late eighties, um, I had a restaurant in Stanford, Connecticut. I had a few restaurants around, matter of fact, around the country. And I had suspicions of a friend of mine who was a bartender who I hired, who I played football with, that he was, uh, didn't want to be the bartender. He wanted to be the partner, you know, and uh, was taking a little more than just what was uh, allotted to him. And so um, I put a lot of white, powder in my black hair to make it look like this huh i put a baseball cap put it down with the glasses and put the mustache on went in and sat at the bar and ordered three three drinks and saw him put one of the fares into the register and two of the fares into his tip jar and circled back took off the mustache sat in the same seat and then said Hey, can I have another Coors Light? And this time I want you to put the entire amount in the drawer. And wow. he went, oh, that was you. 
<laughs> so yeah. any play actually though. Yeah. Borrow from baseball, you're out. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I was I was chewing, you know, I put some tobacco in so my voice sounded different. I like talking like this as I was talking and s- sipping on the beer. <laughs> it's Bobby crazy. Bobby, are you yeah. 71? Was Billy right when you said uh, you were 71 earlier? Yeah. I How the hell do you look so good, Bobby Valentine? What's the key? <laughs> well, walk the dogs. Get up early, walk the dogs for a mile and a half, get on the bike, make sure the the, the wind, the sun really whack your, your face and, um, you know, feel good. When you wake, wake up, you got to feel good. But uh, I'm starting these gray eyebrows and this white hair, I mean, it, it wears me out when I look at it, to tell you the truth. Knock it but on. I like you the look, white beard. I, not, like you, the, I like the two-tone. That's a good look. You look fantastic. Uh, you mentioned yeah, you walking the dog. Thanks. You had a bad moment on Cameo walking the dog, did you not? <laughs> I'm on oh. Cameo as well, but you had a bad moment, Bobby, did you not? A bad eight minutes, I should say. <laughs> I thought it was a great moment, to tell you the truth. Huh? Now, think about that for a second. Me talking to my dog in a very one-on-one way turned out to be a cameo. I thought it was spectacular. Uh, uh, Can you explain? (laughs) I'll explain it for the audience. Your dog pooped in someone else's lawn and you didn't know the video was rolling and you did not pick up the poop on the lawn. That's that's the way the story goes. Well, actually, I talked to him about how many times do I have to tell him. You know, that's not where you do that stuff. How many times? Now, I told you before, I'm going to have to tell you again. The idea of not picking it up is not true at all. I didn't have a bag. I had to walk back to the bag, mm. to the house to get the bag to right. go back and pick it up because I don't pick it up with my hands. Mm, but sure. he was the one who was in fault and he knew it, you know, because he never went back there again. Was this right. pre or post election? Because I feel like oh, this maybe was like the election. It's like turn the election. What yeah. are you kidding me? That's what I'm Caroline Simmons held on this, to that. This is on a this is on a cameo, and my opponent and the Democratic Party made it sound like I had just destroyed a meteorite heading toward the Earth, and all the fragments <laughs> went and destroyed six of our fa- famous cities. Are you kidding me? My dog shit on someone's lawn. I had to go home to get the bag to pick it up, and I had to tell him never to do it again. What are you kidding me? <laughs> Bobby, would you go to space? You've done a lot of different things, and now this is kind of like the thing celebrities are doing is going to space. Would you do that? Yes. If I had the money, I would definitely do it. And I actually talked to a guy who has the money to do it, and um, he won't take me along. But, oh, you know, yeah, why not? not yet, anyway. Oh. I'm going to hang out with him a, a little more. We have to have a couple more bottles of wine. I mean, I get him at the right moment, and uh, he lives down there near um, near Musk, and he knows him, and he said, you know, maybe, maybe we could do this together sometime. So, Is his name Steve Cohen? His name's not Steve Cohen. He doesn't have that many bees, but he's got a couple of those bees. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bezos? I mean. No. <laughs> Wait, Bobby. So when you go to space, we have to have you on before and after you go to space, okay? <laughs> during, D- during. During. All right, during, yes. <laughs> yeah, during, during. During, absolutely. Do a cameo from space, Bobby. That would be it. That, that's, that's the only reason I'd want to go up. Yeah. You wouldn't be afraid to go to space. Uh, I'd be terrified, Bobby. Nah, I, I wouldn't be terrified. No, I, I, 
you know, it's easy to say because I'm never going to do it, obviously. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you never know, Bobby. And listen, I got news for you on the dog front, okay? You yeah. led the dog to the ocean, Bobby. It's not the dog's fault. I mean, you led the dog to your neighbor's lawn. I mean, I, uh, how are you yelling at the I dog? Could, what are you doing? I, I took full credit for not training him properly the last time he went on that lawn. You know? Right. Okay. <laughs> but not the second time. <laughs> Wait, so you marked exactly like the house, the location of the poop. What cause I've done this as well. And you went back to your house and got a got a poopy bag and then went back to the house where the dog pooped and you picked up the poop. That's what you're claiming. So the poop was picked up eventually. No, of course. Well yes. as I said, sometime when being interrogated about this, why don't you ask my neighbor? <laughs> yeah, he has he has one of those, you know, those gates that when you enter, you go by the gate, it rings in his house. So he was looked out the window to see who was visiting. It happened to be my dog. And so he knew that I was responsible for that. And Simon gave me full credit for coming back and picking it up. Worse. Amazing. Uh, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life at Times is available right now. I know Tommy Lasorda was a big part of your life. Uh, Bobby, a weird game where you have to, the winner gets a million dollars. Whoever delivers the best story about Tommy Lasorda wins a million dollars. The story that Bobby Valentine is telling in an effort to win that million dollars is what about Tommy Lasorda? Oh, wow. I'd have to get the million to do it because um, it's too good a story not to get paid to, to, to tell. <laughs> How many times do I have to promote your book for you to tell the story? <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you this. Tommy Lasorda was so incredible a person, okay, that one time we went to the White House when Reagan was the president. Not only did we go there to deliver a World Series bat to the president, as a lot of times uh, people do, but I got invited to go with Tommy. But that after being in the Oval Office for about 45 minutes, just making the president and his staff laugh, it was time to open up the presidential press conference. And President Reagan asked Tommy to do it. He goes out and opens up the presidential press conference and keeps people captivated for 45 minutes. On one of those days where I guess Reagan didn't necessarily want to address the press for the hour that, that he was supposed to do it. Um, you know, he he would go backstage without any escort to Frank Sinatra concerts, you know, and bring people with him. He would go to restaurants unbeknownst, would walk in with 12 people, walk over to the owner of the restaurant and said, I need a table for 12 and never paid the tab, and never was the restaurant owner upset that he just bought dinner for 12 people because he kept the entire restaurant engaged for the two and a half hours that he was stuffing his face with linguine and, and angel hair and, <laughs> and whatever else was brought to the table. He could eat all day long, and he could talk all day long, and most days, he did both all day long. He was spectacular. Bobby, I'll get you out of here in just a second here, but you've lived such an amazing life and have met so many amazing people. And I'm wondering, is there a person you've met along the way where Bobby Valentine was in awe? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting this person or I'm having this kind of 
uh, experience with this person, whether it's playing golf, being at a concert, like Tommy going backstage. Is there a person you met that you've been in awe of? Wow. You know, um, when I was when I was younger, uh, I guess I was about 24, I was on a show called Sports Challenge. And, um, you know, celebrities against celebrities, teams against teams. I, I represented the California Angels with Nolan Ryan and Frank Robinson. And we played a lot of different teams. We won a lot of different uh, games. One game we played against was against professional boxers. And I got to sit adjacent to Muhammad Ali for the entire show, plus the commercials, plus 15 minutes afterwards. And I was in awe of him. He was absolutely spectacular. Was he talking shit to you or what? Oh, all day long. Are you kidding me? Hey, check it out. So, so you can see my, you see my face, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he put his fist up. To my face, it covered my entire face. And then he put his hand down on his side and he threw a punch that landed right on the tip of my nose. The punch came and left before I could see it. And I immediately teared. My my face was full of tears going down. I was so amazed at what had just happened. You know, I felt the pressure of the of the hand coming right in and he stopped it right there and put it down. I swear before I could blink, it was, he was cool. You were punched by Muhammad Ali. Look at you. He he was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Punched by, listen, what a life you have led. You were punched by Muhammad Ali. Okay. You hung out with Lasorda. I mean, you videoed yourself, your dog pooping in a neighbor's lawn and you invented the rap. I mean, who was better than Bobby Valentine? Seriously. And you won a dance contest. And you won a dance contest. What a life, Bobby. Hey, will, will you let someone buy the book, please? I mean, that's, that's all that's <laughs> Everything except for the dog poop is in the book. <laughs> I want a book just about the dog poop. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, Bobby. It's coming. <laughs> I'm certain it is. Uh, number Bobby's two, new- if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bobby- it. Number two. Book number two. I like it. <laughs> Bobby's new book, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life and Times, is available right now. Well, Bobby, before we let you go, sell the book. Say whatever you want to say about this, uh, what I'm certain is a marvelous book. Well, just that, uh, you know, Peter Goldenblatt did it before, and uh, he did a great job on this. And uh, it's all my words. I, uh, he put it on, on paper and, uh, the people who are reading it saying that, that they like it. So what more can I ask? All right. Uh, you want to make some news and just uh, guarantee the Mets are going to win the world series next year. What do you want to do here? Well, I was, uh, having dinner with somebody who's already been mentioned on this, uh, last night told me that the odds went to 11 to one after they signed Scherzer. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to win the whole thing. They'll probably make two more good deals before it's all over i'm putting my money on the mets and you could do that now in connecticut bet legally yes 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 you can so you're putting your money on the i can't believe steve cohen said that to you it's amazing i think it was bezos (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna tell us though right (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you a valentine's way my adventurous life and times is available now uh bobby it's been great catching up with you it's great to see you as always you look wonderful and good luck with the book we'll continue to promote it for you 
And good luck with that uh, lacrosse team. I appreciate what you guys do. You have a great show. Take care. Thank you very Thanks. much, Bobby. Thank okay, you. Take care. Thanks, Bob. You guys, I, you, your heart dropped. I know. I bit my tongue because when he said that he spoke to someone yesterday that said that the Mets' chances increased or whatever it was that he just said, um, and he wasn't going to say who it was, I, I bit my tongue because I almost said, we know it wasn't Mitch. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't oh do that to God. poor Bobby. Oh my God. Oh my God. So your heart didn't drop. I misread it. It did at the time. No, no, no. But it, it dropped so little that you wanted to double down on the fucking mistake. Well, no. Was, <laughs> like, a joke trying to lighten the mood, you know? I didn't do it, though. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. You want to get it back? I mean, you're a good person. <laughs> Thanks. You're a good person. <laughs> How would you have joke. delivered it? Let's just like. You know, do you want me to re-ask the question? No. no. <laughs> do you want to role play Mikey A give me Bobby V? <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> oh, imagine Mitch? if he would have been on Dancing with the Stars. Bobby would have killed it on Dancing with the Stars. I'm just imagining him now with like a sequin suit, like dancing with whatever the dance partner would be competing against like season two of dancing with the stars. <laughs> what an accomplished guy, huh? Seriously. Yeah. What hasn't I he mean, done? Uh, got won a world space. series. <laughs> <laughs> just me or, or do you also feel like Bobby Valentine? It doesn't matter. Like you could just throw out a word and Bobby would have a story. He has a story for everything. He's lived. He's definitely lived. I mean, look, if you were to ask me before asking the question, did I think Bobby had spoken to someone about going into space recently? My answer would have been absolutely not. But right. Bobby says that he did. So, yeah. but do you feel like you could just throw like, like we threw the rap at him one time, right? And he said he invented it. Right? Well, I, OK, so when we asked him the space question, I was actually he mentioned like a meteorite coming towards Earth. And I was going to ask him about that asteroid that you keep talking about that's coming to that's Earth that they're trying me. to shoot out of the space or whatever it is that they're going to do. Yeah. And now I regret not asking because I feel like Bobby would have had a plan to get rid of asteroids flying towards Earth. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if not, he would have made one up, right? Yeah. Whoa. What happened? Are you suggesting some of that stuff was made up? <laughs> no, I was not suggesting that at all. I'm oh. just, you just, you know, Bobby's that guy that I think you're right. He's got a story for everything. I'm not. What am I suggesting there? That not all the stories are true? <laughs> I, I liked I Bobby. He so looks great. I, I love Bobby. I love him. I love him. Buy the book. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy Bobby's book. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like we should get Bobby back on, though. I do. I don't. I feel like I failed at asking him. Um, I think he would have delivered some better stories had I asked the right questions. It's on me. I suck. No, it's fine. Don't don't beat yourself up. Boy, you Bobby's dog. been to Sioux Falls. Hmm. Oh, we forgot to ask that also. Yeah, Jesus, we're terrible at this. Humanity. <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, 
For me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.